are you, Joe? I'm good. I'm Joe Patrice from I'm Above Catherine the Law. I'm Kevin Urbino. I'm also from Above the Law. You are. I am. How weird that we meet here like this. Yeah. No. It's um. Or or a planned thing on our calendars every week. That, either way. Either that's way. That's fair. That's fair. So this is golly. Is this is this the last show of the year? It is. It is. Wow. I think I speak on behalf of everyone in saying that 2021 was the most awesome of all years and it's going to be really sad that, to see is, it go. Is that is that you're the you're that's your position. That's Bold. I mean. Yeah. Bold no, position. I think I mean I I think everybody thinks that this was this just turned out great. So did you record that at the end of 2020 and you're hoping that it's accurate? <laughs> like I know I'm so confused. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh it's the end of a year. It is. It is the end of an entire year. Whoa. Yeah. Why? What did I do? That wasn't well, even... You know what you did? You initiated small talk. <laughs> did I? And that's how we introduced the section of this show for small talk. Fair enough. How was your holidays, Joe? Good. Good, good. You know. Do you think fun? Would you, would, what was the Christmas gift that you got, or holiday gift, that you got that you really wanted? Booze? <laughs> uh yeah no I, I mean obviously booze and being able to see some people w- was very good i you know got to show off some cooking which is always nice oh that you know, is good my quarantine honed bread making skills the things like that been put to the test huh mm, yeah yeah well that's good yeah i'm so glad that you uh had a had a time yes i think that's fair how about you i had a really good holiday i got to really? see my family my family primarily lives, well, my sister lives in Texas with her family. And so they came up and, uh, you know, knock on wood, kept COVID at bay. Yeah. I mean, everyone's vaccinated, I assume. So they are. They are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even the children, they are older than five. So they are vaccinated. But, you know, Omicron don't care. Omicron don't I mean, even care if you got a booster. That's true. I, I do have I a mean, friend. It'll, hopefully be a fairly mild case if you did get it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, and it was for, for that person. But yeah, yeah, no, it was a little, a little spooky uh, for those of us who uh, like were worried about this coming out when our friend who had a booster got it. That was when we really <laughs> got the moment where we were like, uh oh. Yeah. It's, but, it, it seems like boosting helps, but yeah. Well, it certainly helped to keep the, keep the case down. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. But uh other than that, I had a I had a pretty pretty happy holiday and uh you know, I'm not even at the point where I'm wishing good wishes about 2022. I just more feel braced for whatever it can bring cuz it's not going to be great. Yeah, no. I think that that's probably fair. Uh so no what such hubris like I had at the end of 2020. At the end of 2020, I really felt like we made it, you guys. Yeah. It's over. Now, now I don't feel that way. Now yeah. I feel like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So what is the, um, what is the plan for this? Uh, when you say like what you're hopeful for it. So, so we're going to talk about predictions about things that happened this yeah. year. What are we, what are we I doing? I think that that is certainly. Oh, wait, 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 actually that's. That's actual business. So now we are out of small talk time. You're such a jerk. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's number one on our agenda is predictions for 2022. Not in like life, because 
just assume the worst. If you always assume you're going to be disappointed, you'll never be really disappointed. But in the legal industry, that's the thing that we cover. That's the thing we talk about week in and week out. 2021 was a very eventful year. And I'm curious, what do you think 2022 has on the agenda for the legal world? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, first I of all- I feel like, hey, no, I, that's not entirely true. I feel as though the big issue for the next for the next year is going to be settling. And it, I, this isn't really much of a surprise. The big issue is going to be firms dealing with the hybrid work from home mm. conundrum. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think that that will continue as we have to figure out what normal even means. <laughs> but I think the other thing, which will go hand in hand with, with things like working from home uh, and remote work, but also is the very busy nature of big law firms, particularly in a lot of the corporate departments and the lateral market that has been virtually on fire for the entirety of 2021. I do not see that that ending in 2022 at all. I think that the amount of deals, uh, amount of legal work that is out there has only gone up. I think that there are not enough bodies to get the work done at a lot of firms. And I think that they are willing to pay a premium to make sure that they get more folks to their firms so they can continue to churn out the deals, the cases, whatever it is that they're working on at the pace that they can. And I, I don't see that ending anytime soon. All the indications are that, and, and that's, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about the 2021 raises and multiple rounds of special bonuses and year-end bonuses, which will always happen because they're year-end bonuses. But, you know, we've talked a lot about the sheer amounts of money that have been thrown at associates in big law in 2021. And I don't think we'll see these sort of across the board raises or, you know, across the board money plays. But for folks who are thinking about leaving and maybe talking about whether or not they're going to turn in their notice, I think that there'll be a lot of money on the table for, for highly qualified candidates to stay where they are. I think that people who want them will offer them lots of money to leave. Uh, I think that that's, that we're going to continue to see that. Well, and I think, so these, these morph together in that I think mm -hmm. that we're going to enter a stage as firms figure out what they're doing and get some, some real solid plans. Because right now, I think there's a lot of, we're going to work from home four days a week for a while kind of kind of talk. Mm -hmm. Once we start getting clarity of what firm's actual situation is and what the workday actually looks like for people in those situations, I think we're going to start seeing an interesting push-pull when it comes to that compensation that you're talking about. Because I think we're mm -hmm going to start seeing folks make decisions based not entirely on money. People who mm -hmm. will say, I can make more here, but they make me go into the office five days a week and I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I've changed my life around the idea that I pick up my kid two days a week, you know, that sort of thing. When that starts taking over, we're going to have a more complex bidding war mm -hmm. for talent. 
Yeah, I, I think that's true. But I, I also think that from the associate position, there's a lot more there's a lot more question marks on the table. Uh, I think you're right. I think firms are a lot more able slash willing to accommodate someone who needs to be home for bath time every day or, you know, drop their kids off at X every day or, or whatever right. versus somebody who has purchased a house three hours outside of New York City and can or, you know, or a three hour plane ride outside of New York City, but has been working via the New York office the entire pandemic. I think that accommodating folks who are not living within easily commutable distance to their primary location is also something that folks are looking for, but it's a lot harder for every firm to respond to. Well, and that is that is a thing that I, and this isn't a prediction because this is something we're already seeing now. Mm -hmm. I see now people who contact me saying, I'm looking for a new job, but my position is I want to be able to live insert city several hours away from the market. Mm -hmm. Does anybody want my specialty sufficiently to pay me when I live in Nashville, yeah, yeah. Uh, but working for a New York firm. And, you know, that's that's going to be a question, too, because at a certain point, if and it depends on practice, too. There are mm -hmm. definitely practices, I think of tax mostly this way. Sorry, tax lawyers, but <laughs> who there are definitely practices where it's like locking up the kid in the attic and you just throw fish heads at them and then out comes tax opinions uh they don't need that is a very uh very specific image you have in your head about tax attorneys it, it's a it's a treehouse of horror reference from an old simpsons but but oh, you're old got it, it the, the the episode is old yes <laughs> the the point though is you're still making the reference to it yeah the point because it's classic i talk about beethoven too you know i wasn't alive to see him you're also old that's not not an indicia that you're old yeah, but everything else about me is indicia that I'm not old. Anyway, the point is, hmm. tax attorneys know because of the nature of their work, which is to take problems and just kind of sit down, noodle on them, research and develop opinions. They are not like, say, litigators who have to be at the deposition, yada, yada. So they're a practice area where the brain and talent can transcend geographic location. And that's the kind of practice area where I think could become popular with these sorts of long-term remote things. I just think most firms are not yet at that level of comfortability, even though they've spent a couple of years functionally working with somebody who was across town, but may as well have been in another time zone. Uh, a lot of firms I don't think are quite ready for it, but well, there are going I mean, to be some that will be this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think that there will be some firms that start to change their mindset about that, but I can understand that the the hesitancy, right? I think that, first of all, we we say it a million times, but lawyers by training when they start to think like a lawyer uh, mm -hmm. become sort of that little C conservative, right? Where trying to predict what could go wrong is something that you spend an awful lot of time doing as an attorney and trying to insulate yourself from the risks of things going wrong is another part of what you do, right? And so I think that the notion that, well, what if a client has an immediate need and they want to see the entire team in person tomorrow, right? If you live 3,000 miles away from the client, that 
becomes more of a challenge. And maybe the client knows that if they're hiring a California-based law firm and they're a New York-based firm, but if they're a New York-based client and they're hiring a New York-based firm, being like, hey, the associate that actually knows where all the documents are buried is a day away. I mean, where the documents are buried is in the cloud too. But but knows which ones are which, right? And, yeah. and I'm just saying that that is that's I think part of the hesitancy is like, well, what happens when we need you tomorrow and you can't get on a plane? I mean, how many how many of these legal departments that big law New York firms work for are in New York? Obviously, the finance ones are, but which are also probably the ones most likely to make irrational <laughs> demands yeah. on their. <laughs> Always possible, but I, I'm like when Apple hires a New York-based law firm, also, like they're out in California. But they, you know? but they also hire a lot of California-based firms for that reason, right? Sh- I'm just, you know. I'm just saying. I think that trying to guard against that is part of, I, I think, the hesitancy of of big law firms, and I think it'll take more than one year for them to get up to speed. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we'll start seeing some people break through it just because I think the money will eventually hit a point where uh, people just aren't able to keep up and they're going to have to find innovative ways to make a difference. I think this could be one of them. And again, I think it will depend on practice area, obviously. Mm-hmm. But So I, I definitely think that that's, what, that's the big story to look out for in terms of big law. But I think the legal industry is bigger than just big law. I think that in terms of law school, we're going to continue to see tons of applications. Um, there was some some chatter at the end of 20... 20- is this really a prediction or is this now your recap on the year? No, this is still prediction. Because it seems like a recap on this it's year. It's not, because people were saying at the end November of 2021, people were saying, oh, law school applications are actually going to wind up down for, for the next year. And I don't right, think Right, but it's are. relevant to know if you're talking about a prediction or a previous story so that I can figure out when to do the various ad reads that need to be done in this. So you're deciding to talk about law school, which well, is a place where you, you go, go to, to law school? which is a place you go to go to be a lawyer. That right? is why you go to, yeah. You yeah. Think, yeah that, that's, right. That's and it. not I, an accountancy. Okay, and again, okay, this is, you know, I hear I mean, what you're saying. This is why we have these meetings. No, but first of all, you pre- didn't, you're the one who did not attend said meeting one, to be clear. I, I mean, I was in my, I was in the meeting. I don't know where you were. record reflect. This is why, this is why you can't work remote. <laughs> but hey, That's why one of us can't. But but as we said, you well, went to law school to, to be, be a, a lawyer. lawyer and not an accountant. Take advantage of Nota, a no-cost ultimate management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com/legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. So I think law school applications are going to go up. So earlier this year, in a recap story, earlier this year, some folks were predicting that law school applications would be down. Right, because... That was not true. I don't... Well, I don't believe it. Yes, that's correct. Uh, It was because as of a particular date, I think it was November 29th, uh, as of that date, applications were down compared to the 2020 application numbers at that date. Still up over the 2019 numbers, but 
down compared to 2020. The question is whether or not that predicts further down or 2020 was just a blip or will 2021 still continue to, you know, still continue to rise is, is I think the answer. I think there's a bunch of reasons why the, that particular data point was lower than it was the year before, uh, including the fact that the LSAT scores got released a week later than they did the year before. And I think that pushes back people's timeframes and not everyone knew their scores at that point where, you know, in t- the year before at that date, they would have known their scores and your score very much predicts where you're able to apply. Right. So uh, I think that that was true. I think the other thing that also bodes well for increased in applications, even over the 2020 numbers is the acceptance of the GRE Mm-hmm. which is something that happened in, in 2021. But since 2018, I believe it was, law schools have started to accept the GRE. But the l- kind of lingering question, and I've written probably 50 of these stories over the last four years where it's just, oh, yeah, such and such school is now saying they're going to accept the GRE. And in each of those stories up until this year, I always included a paragraph that was like, even though they're accepting it and a bunch of other law schools have too, we don't actually know if that's allowed because the ABA is the organization mm-hmm. that, you know, they're the ones that accredit law schools and they ha- they have a regulation that says that you need to have a, a standardized test that is valid. Uh, and the only one that they'd ever come out and said was valid was the LSAT. And so other schools were doing uh, testing to say, we believe the GRE, the validity testing for the GRE, the ETS, which makes the GRE, was like, we think it's valid. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking exactly nobody. But finally, this year, uh, the ABA came out and said, yep, no, the GRE is fine. Yeah, there had been pilot programs in place uh, as part of this testing. But yeah, no. So finally, we're breaking the LSAT monopoly, which is good because mm-hmm. it was kind of nonsensical. Uh, GREs are a much better test in that they are more, you know, it's easier to take and it's more It's offered modern, more frequently. Offered more frequently. It's interface is better. Uh, What it isn't is nearly as good at the specific logic issues that the LSAT is known for being good at testing. That said, this is really more of an open door for the GRE to just develop a section that is a logical reasoning section and then give it in the way that they give their others. Uh, But I think that the other way that lots of schools we do know are using the GRE is to increase their applicant pool to have folks that are, and it's not really folks that just want to take the GRE. It's a lot of folks who are doing joint degrees or to entice people to take a joint degree program. Don't you want your, your master's in some STEM field as well as your JD. And that really has opened up the pool, I think, in very interesting ways for the legal profession. Yeah, it, well, and it opens it up for the the people who want joint degrees, which in intellectual property and so on mm-hmm. are, are very important. But also, yeah, you've got these people who are they, especially at schools where you're not really aiming for a big law job per se, but you've or want a job in the academic side of law. Like you might be sitting there saying, am I better off getting my criminology degree or my sociology degree or a law degree? You know, why pay for two tests? Take one test that shows how smart you are and then uh, you can apply Mm -hmm. to all the programs. 
Yeah. Just makes sense. And I think that for the sort of increasing it where the people are just not getting joint degrees and just taking the GREs, I think that's more than one year uh, in the future while, you know, the ABA's accreditation issues are answered. I don't think that means that all of a sudden all the law schools jump off the cliff at once, particularly when there are a ton of people who are currently willing to take the LSAT. (laughs) But I think long term, more than just 2022, I think that is another trend to look for. Mm, Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel as though they're, but we're already, we're also seeing, I mean, Harvard's given up giving any test at all for their undergrads, right? So, I mean, it seems like the standardized test is in is is in trouble as a convention, right? Uh, perhaps. I, I think it'll, I think law school is one of the last places where it'll die. Uh, because first of all, the ABA accreditation requirement does say that there needs to be a standardized test. Uh, and I think that the fact that they have increased it to include the GRE, I think is only reason to that's going to answer a lot of critics of the LSAT as opposed to of standardized testing generally, at least for a while. Wow, you, you're you assuming the ABA is still going to be here in a year. That's fa- that's fascinating. <laughs> that is a prediction I have. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that is, that is actually a fairly bold one because if we've seen anything over the last few years, uh, for good or ill, it's the erosion of the power of the organization. Uh, I think that so. I think it has definitely the power of it has eroded, and I'm not making I'm not making any claims about its power, but I think it will certainly as an exist for as an organization for a good long while. Yeah, no. So let's check in with Lexicon. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. So the other thing that we like to do at the end of every year, Above the Law has a contest for Lawyer of the Year. And we generally, it could be a good thing. It can be lawyers that have done wonderful things in the past year, but it can also be lawyers that have not been great over the course of a year. And those tend to be uh, a lot more fun. And I think in 2021, we had a lot of folks who might win for the bad version of lawyer of the year. So I don't so I don't think of it as a good and bad version. I I've always looked at our lawyer of the year competition as a the same way that time theoretically looks at their person of the year, which I don't I think at this point their interpretation of it is what will drive traffic. But sure. historically the way they thought As per our version of lawyer of the year. No, historically, their interpretation of it was the person who is like the most newsworthy person of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why it's not that it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's it's who kind of dominated the, the year in news. Sure. Uh, and in some years, that can be a good thing. When you win the marriage equality cases a few years ago, you know, that's that's a sign that you're, you know, the, the, pers- the lawyer of the year. Likewise, if you... Uh, find yourself in a tabloid battle with a president, that can also be a lawyer of the year. Mm-hmm. So we, we've we run the gamut based on, you know, what, what was newsworthy. 
personally, my guess is that this year is going to be more on the negative side just because the number well, of stories. Well, 2021 was also a tire That's kind of what I was thinking. So. It's So, okay, we always turn nominations for Laurie of the Year over to our audience, and you should definitely go to abovethelaw.com and you can cast your vote for nominations. But before we get there, Joe, do you have any nominations for who you think should get the nod for Lawyer of the Year? Not really. Okay, then. Well, no, it's been great uh, talking to you. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't actually think... I, I know what you're setting me up for. I don't necessarily think this person deserves a nod for Lawyer of the Year, but I... I do think this person was just because they didn't dominate any of the news of the year, but they definitely had themselves a year, uh, which was South Dakota's attorney general, Jason Rosenborg, uh, who, you know, killed a guy and yeah, managed to get, great. what, like a $1,000 fine for killing a guy. Not great. He was driving home from a bar slash restaurant where he claims he wasn't drinking. He hit this person and then drove home. The person was found the next day. He claimed he had no idea he had hit a person that said the person's glasses were found inside his car. So it's it's a little hard to miss that. But yeah, ultimately, even though this guy has multiple moving violations and data was able to be grabbed from his phone to reveal that he was scrolling through you know, various conservative websites while he was driving uh, when he had this accident. Uh, He still was charged with nothing but misdemeanors and ended up paying like a thousand bucks or something like that for it. There was a civil action and that one got, uh, that one I think has been settled for some undisclosed amount. Fair enough. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of folks, I think, who will get nom- – some years it's it's kind of a struggle to figure out who the lawyer of the year is. I think in 2021, we're almost spoiled for too many options. I think Sidney Powell will get some votes. I think Rudy Giuliani will get some votes. I think Lynn Wood will get some votes. I mean, all of John Eastman, all of these John Eastman. people. Yeah, I, I think that the whole fact that we had a coup in 2021 <laughs> opens up the door. Yeah, Really? I, I want to remind folks, Alex Murdoch, like, claimed somebody tried to kill him, and then it was revealed that he had hired a hitman to try and kill him after he'd been stealing from the firm or something. There's a bunch of talk about I'd how I'd forgotten his, that happened. Yeah, and his wife and son had been murdered a few months earlier. The questions abound whether these were connected at all or if this was some sort of a connection to the son having been implicated in yet another death. It, like, all of that happened this year. That that did that did happen. Uh, but I was going kind of on the coup realm. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for I think for a minute. Uh, but there was obviously a lot of folks who were... Who who got sort of nationwide above the fold headlines like the folks I mentioned, like the Giuliani's of the world. But I think in the niche of above the law, it'd be remiss if I didn't mention Paul Davis. Yeah, that was a fun guy. That was a fun one. I thought it was just going to be a one-off story in January, you know, January 7th. 
But it turns out it was actually the, the, the story that kept on storying. For those who don't remember, he was an associate general counsel at an insurance company uh, who was filmed himself at the coup on January 6th, uh, was promptly fired from his job as associate general counsel. And you would think that would be the end of it, but it wasn't. He filed suit over the 2020 election and in various of his papers in that case, he made reference to um, the works of J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> saying Gondor has no king and we, therefore the U.S. should overturn the election, I guess. Uh, yeah, but but his love of the Shire featured prominently in a lot of his legal writings. Then the folks that he was theoretically representing in this case fired him. And then there was another case in that yeah, it it was a whole mess of a mess of a thing, but suffice it to say, Joe Biden's still the president. So for w. now, uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> well, time will always move forward. Yeah, no, he it, will not be president for more than eight years in any scenario. Right, uh, but but yeah, no, I, that was certainly crazy. Uh, we've had we've had some some bizarre. It's abuses of the legal system. Uh, it Trump is currently being represented by a. Uh, parking garage lawyer who has sued the attorney general of New York. So that's a thing that's happening. Jenna Ellis was prominently involved in the early days of this coup. Uh, and that's when we found out that her prior legal experience before becoming counsel to the president was that she had been fired from her job as a traffic lawyer. It's It's been a year. And it's hard to believe that these people went to law school to be lawyers. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I've already done You've that. You've already one. done it. Yeah. 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 No. So there's a lot, there are a lot of great folks that should be nominated. You should all take a look at that at Above the Law. And uh, yeah, let's, here's hoping that 2022 has less, has just less of everything. What? Yeah. 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 I think that's right. Just, just a quieter year. That's what I would enjoy. That's my hope. That's my hope for 2022. <laughs> I feel a little defeated by 2021 and I'm not embarrassed by that fact. Yeah. I mean, I'm more shocked if someone isn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, that's right. Well, hey, it's been a good year, everybody. I hope you're all subscribed to the show so you can get episodes when they drop. You should be giving us reviews, stars, writing something helps out. You should be listening to The Jabot, her show, Legal Tech Week, Journalist Roundtable, my show. The Legal Talk Network has a variety of shows that we're not even on that you should check out. You should be reading Above the Law to hear these and other to not hear to to read these and other stories uh you should be i don't know what else uh following us on social media i'm at joseph patrice she's at Catherine one it's the, the numeral, numeral one, one. Yeah. yeah yeah thanks to nota powered by mt bank and lexicon and with that i think we will finally be done with 2021 peace <laughs> oh, thanks everybody you're the worst <laughs> <laughs>